Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. After that sparkling day of action from Hobart, there's plenty to talk about from there and also around the Big Bash League. As we said, we're just creeping up to the final. So let's have a chat with our man from edgeofthecrowd.com. He's also a cricket commentator for Flashcore Cricket Commentators. It's Rory Dennis joining us on the Overnight Crowd. G'day, Rory. G'day, good to be back with you after what's been a very long day of cricket. Oh yeah, just uh, keeps on rolling, doesn't it? It's uh, it's it's almost strange when you wake up and there's a big bash league match going on, and it's just you know you can tell it's the morning sun as well when you have a look, don't you? You know how early it is. Yeah, absolutely. You got to get up super early, get a couple of these things, <laughs> and then you look you look at the players, and they're they're barely out of bed either. It's um, <laughs> yeah, it's a bit different. You've obviously got the sun on the other side of the the stadiums there, and yeah, it's um. It's probably not the best thing for the spectacle of the Big Bash, but no. you've got to get through these games, I guess, don't you? So. That's it. Get us towards the finals. Uh, we'll get to some Big Bash a little bit later in the chat, but uh, we'll start with the test match, uh, the fifth Ashes test from Hobart. The Aussies all out for 303, built around Travis Head's phenomenal 101. Uh, England rolled for 188 as the skipper, the number one test bowler on the planet. He takes four wickets uh, and looks in pretty good form once again. He just keeps doing it, doesn't he? He's um, He's just been incredible and... Yeah, I think today was just a testament to those good line and length city bowls and on what's obviously a pretty helpful pitch. But yeah, it was just it was just really good to see him back out there and taking those. I guess the, probably the three most important wickets in Crawley, Milan, and Root. So mm. yeah, I think Cummins Cummins did a lot of the heavy lifting there. Aussies finish the day two on three for 37 in their second innings. They lead by 152. It's a pretty ideal setting to be in at the end of day two, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. I think it's. A lot of that's down to the pace at which Travis had scored on that first day, getting yeah. the Aussies to, to 300 or what was four and over. So, yeah, obviously, Australia is pretty far ahead in this match. And I don't know, it might be over tomorrow, maybe early the next day. I don't see this going all five days, though, that's for sure. Uh, the pain continued for David Warner, though. It's the second pair for him in his test history. A 22-ball duck in the first innings, a third baller in the second dig. Uh, the last time it happened was in 2019 at Old Trafford. Yeah, that's it. And obviously, this action has been a bit better for him than those, uh, those ones in 2019. But I'm afraid that this might be the last time we ever see David Warner bat in Australia. Um, cool. We've obviously got a lot of tests coming up in, this, in Asia over the next, like, what is that, nine months. And then we've got, you know, there's a lot of opening batters knocking on the door, whether that's Will Bukowski mm. or Henry Hunt or even Matt Renshaw maybe back up the top. So, yeah, he's 35. He's obviously getting on a little bit. And, yeah, hopefully we see him again. I really want to, but... Probably not the best way for him to go out in this Ashes. Let's move through uh, some of the English uh, batters' efforts today. Uh, Wokes top scores with 36. He was dropped twice, though. Um, but if he was out for one of those drops, uh, England's pain could have been much worse, wouldn't it, with uh, how far behind uh, the game they would have been? Yeah, that's it. Obviously, the, the drops in that second session were pretty bad for Australia, and a couple of those were, were pretty easy. David Warner's in particular was, was a sitter, and he'd be pretty disappointed with that. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, um, obviously, Chris Wokes batted well. He's probably one of the better batters in that English lineup, to be honest with you. He's probably <laughs> moved up the order a little bit. He's got that uh, a great technique for driving, which I think helps against uh, Pat Cummins and Scott Boland, who like to pitch it up a little bit. So he did, yeah, he did very well, and obviously, along with Sam Billings there in the middle order, um, really took England to, I guess, what's a little bit more competitive than what it could have been. I know you're a big fan of uh, Sam Billings. You've got some nice wraps on him. He made a great 29, looked good, uh, looks comfortable out there, and also finally got his uh, two catches today in the second innings. Hard to believe with all the wickets in the first innings that he wasn't able to uh, snaffle himself one. Yeah, that's it. I was a bit surprised by that. As I looked at the scorecard, I thought he must have taken at least a couple. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's just how it goes some days as a keeper, I guess. But, yeah, he definitely he looks composed out there, didn't he, with the bat. He, he's almost 30 years old now. He's played all over the world, and... I think, um, as we saw with the Indians last year, having played in the IPL, it sort of, I don't know, toughens you up or gets you ready for test cricket. And I think that's kind of what we saw with Sam Billings today. It's just good energy around the group, isn't he? Like, it, it's not respectfully for Josh Butler and stuff like that. He didn't really, you know, seem like he was jumping out of his skin at any point. Sam Billings comes in. It's a fresh perspective. He hasn't been out there, you know, getting slaughtered by the Aussies across this series. But he, he's added so much just without, you know, the bat in hand or the gloves on as well. Yeah, absolutely. He's a, obviously brings a lot of energy to the group, and we've seen that at the Sydney Thunder as well. He's kind of a, a leader there, and listening to him speak in the press conference after the game today, it was um, pretty obvious that he's a leader in the group, even if he's, this is his first test. He was saying how he, he likes to get around the younger guys, particularly Ollie Pope and mm. Zach Crawley. So, I, I don't know, I said a few days ago that he might be the next yeah. captain, and... Uh, we'll see how that goes, I guess. <laughs> like that. Uh, I'm giving Ben Stokes a pass. Uh, I think he's injured. He only makes four, but what a catch from Nathan Lyon. Uh, you, yeah, it's all going against you when someone snaffles one like that. Yeah, that's it. It just uh, put, uh, puts the cherry on the top of a bad week for Ben Stokes, doesn't it? He, <laughs> he absolutely pumped that. That should, would have been four on most grounds and on most days. But, yeah, Nathan Lyon dives out, sticks a hand out, and... and Catches a nice one. Uh, Joe Root makes 34. Uh, first time that Pat Cummins has claimed his uh, opposition skipper this series. And uh, also, he uh, gets LBW for the first time this series as well. Yeah, that's it. First time out of, what is nine innings now that he hasn't been caught in the slips or by the keeper. Yeah. So, I guess it's something new for him. A bit different. So, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, he, yeah, he looks good for a little while, didn't he? And then... That one came in a long way from Pat Cummins. So I, I, there was nothing he could have done to that ball that was um, it was just too good. Um, now, Dawood Milan, um, I think he's 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 got it all there. It's all all right going, you know. But he gets to these twenty odd scores. He got to twenty five today, um, and you know it's not his fault that he's the number three batter. But he's the gatekeeper of uh, what can be the collapse for England. And uh, he was one of three batters out today as well, attempting leg glances. So that's something else that they uh, need to be focused on, I think. Yeah, it's um, it's quite odd, isn't it? That getting out to those leg glances, three of them today. It's I'm not sure. I think it might be down to that kind of off stump technique that everyone's going for now. They kind of walk across the stumps and the flicks that would usually go down the side leg for a, a batter batting on middle, sort of go to the keeper down the leg side. And I don't know if there's anything in that. Maybe it's better to be still batting on off stump with the amount of runs you score. Obviously, we see what Steve Smith and Marnus can do when they're doing it well. So maybe it's just one of those risk and reward things for. Yeah, Darwin Milani looks good up the top, doesn't he? He look he has all the shots. He can play against the quicker bet, uh, quicker men, but yeah, just not his day again. Which one would you rather do? Uh get caught um attempting a leg glance or end up uh, flat on your face like Marnus did? 
Yeah, like Lance has to show a man of self. It was a funny thing to say, wasn't it, Alan? Yeah. Yeah, he's lucky he's the number one bat in the world because if that was someone at the start of the end of the career, I think that might have been it, uh, might have been it for him. Yeah, it'd uh, be a bit unfortunate. Uh, as has uh, Rory Burns' efforts have been, uh, I don't know if he'll sleep when he leaves Australia. Already the owner of the uh, most embarrassing moment of the Test Series so far for the first delivery at the Gabba Test. He today gets run out for a duck. Uh, a bit of a lack of desperation uh, was the sort of the call from a lot of articles I read as uh, he didn't you know, try and throw himself into the uh, crease at all. He was just happy to be like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat Gary here. I'm going to beat Manus here. And he didn't. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of the second over the, the innings, and he's not quite not quite with it yet. And he's obviously had a pretty pretty bad tour, so yeah, obviously he's just not quite there. And it's a bit of a lamb to slaughter bring him for this last test, I think. Yeah, that's right. Um, but uh, the bowling attack for the Aussies, uh, Mitch Stark vindicating the decision to keep him on for a fifth test as uh, he continues bowling. Lovely, uh, come as we spoke of earlier. But uh, bowling and Green locking in to be a uh, great, you know, first change combination at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, I think they're, they're, they're both been incredible, obviously. And I know Josh Hazelwood's obviously there to come back, but yeah, they've done a, an incredible job. And Cameron Green's obviously going to be here for a long time. I'm not too sure about Scott Boland, but he's obviously done a job in this series and he's done it very well. All right, let's uh, get along to Nathan Lyon. Is he along just for the fun in this match? Uh, is he a specialist fielder bat as uh, he rips off three massive sixes? He takes that amazing catch in the field as well and he doesn't roll the arm over at all. Number ten. That's yeah. the way to do it, isn't it? <laughs> a few of us have done it in cold cricket before, that's for sure. It's a um, good way to be. Yeah, you know, Pat Cummins said after the after the day's play that it's just a, a testament to how good Scott Bowman and Cam Green have been that they're able to rotate the quicks around at one end. So yeah, it's a pretty good effort by, by the Aussies to go forty seven overs without needing a spinner. <laughs> but he's obviously he'll play a big part in the second innings and I'm sure he'll probably rip through the English. Uh, back to day one and the Aussies, uh, Dave Warner and Usman Khawaja, they get the chance to live out some of their childhood fantasy stuff. But it was a bit of a nightmare for the two, wasn't it, uh, considering the green deck that was served up for the two of them to bat on? Yeah, that's right. That was um, It was moving a long way, wasn't it? Some of it was a bit, a bit comical, but it's obviously flattening out, flattening out now, which is good. But, yeah, they've probably been waiting for this moment for, I don't know, 20 years together, haven't they? And it just <laughs> didn't, didn't quite come off for them. It's obviously not... Uh, come off this evening either. How good was uh, Paul Kelly's song about Usman, though? I can't think of too many other Aussie musos I'd like to uh, write a ditty about me. Yeah, that's it. Usman, Kawaja and Bradman. Two songs <laughs> from Paul Kelly's pretty, pretty good company to be in, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, it's a lovely stuff. Uh, we did uh, make mention of Manus, uh, who fell on his face, uh, but he made up for that a little bit today with his run out. Um, but, yeah, great efforts all around from Manus, isn't it? It's uh, We've had a call tonight about uh, Steve Smith's uh, idiosyncrasies and stuff like that. Manus obviously possesses a lot of them as well, but he's just... He just you can't look away from these guys on the field, and like they're always in the game as well, aren't they? Yeah, that's it. And the cameras love them as well, and they? they're <laughs> always always on them. And yeah, Manus is. I'm, I think he's just copying Steve Smith. I'm not sure it's too much of um, <laughs> his, his own gear. I don't think in Shield cricket before he uh, went to Australia he was doing it, but obviously it's worked for him over the last few years. He's done incredibly well, and yeah, they're great. They're definitely great to watch, aren't they? They, um, they feed off each other in the field and. Obviously, we saw their elevator gear a couple of weeks ago.
Yes, that's true. Uh, yeah, uh, I wish uh, there was someone to bring me M&Ms if I ever get stuck in an elevator. Um, Travis Head, he's fresh off a mid-season break, as he called it, but what an innings. He plays at times like he's on a different deck to everyone else, and the pace of his innings as well are just uh, amazing. Yeah, we see it in that Sheffield Shield as well, that Travis Head, he just scores at a rate that's kind of unbelievable for, for his longer form cricket. He's always in the, the 80s to 90s and... Yeah, it just kind of dominates the attack, doesn't he? Um, yeah, it was just impressive how he kind of counter-attacked, came in at 3 for 12 and just took the game away from England. We were, I guess, pretty much in front at that point. I uh, made light of Kerry O'Keefe's comment at the start of summer about the left-handed Bradman uh, in Travis Head, but, I mean, he's looked all parts of it at the moment. I mean, it's hard to compare anyone to Bradman, of course, but he is uh, almost operating on a different level at the minute. Yeah, that's it. The, the pitch looks completely different when he's facing, and I don't know. There's um, there's flares of a bunch of different excellent players, whether that's Ponting's pull shot or the late Phil Hughes's cut shot that we've we've seen plenty of over the last couple of weeks. It's um, yeah, it's just incredible, and I think he will, he'll probably come into the white ball setup over the next couple of weeks as well and dominate there. I would think. <laughs> Uh, Cameron Green, he was under a bit of a cloud for this match, but he bats beautifully once again for 74 and really loving his efforts with the ball. A uh, solid first change option at the minute, but all of those uh, unseemly um, dismissals that he had to uh, suffer through early in the series seem to be paying dividends at the minute. Yeah, he seems like a real confidence batter, doesn't he? It's kind of... Osman got him along in that SCG test and now he's kind of reaping the benefits of that and I think we'll probably see that for the next few years until he really establishes himself in that team and and it becomes a potential leadership option down the down the track. So, yeah, he's obviously it'll take some time, but it's definitely going to be worth the investment. And yeah, that's seventy four along with Travis Head. Um, he obviously Travis Head wouldn't have got there if if Cam Green wasn't there with him. Last one before we uh, take a quick break on the overnight crowd, Rory. But how about those England bowlers, though? Uh, you look at that pitch in Hobart and you say, no, you know what? Let's leave Jimmy freaking Anderson on the bench. Yeah, it's an odd choice. There's been some talk that he might have a minor hamstring. Oh, okay. issue, but I'm not too, not too sure how true that would be. I think he'd probably get up if he needed to, but yeah, and obviously we've seen Ollie Robinson have some back spasms this morning, so yeah, the the English attack, they haven't probably haven't got an attack right all series, have they? And we've, we've, you saw with Joe Root bowl 10 overs of spin to Travis Head <laughs> yesterday, there was just there was no threat in that at all, was there? Not a, a single one, mate. <laughs> no worries at all, mate. Uh, we'll move over to South Africa. They've uh, got themselves the series result 2-1, uh, defeating a pretty full-strength uh, Indian side bar, Rohit Sharma and Ravindra Dadeja. But they unfortunately had to do it in front of no fans in the third test. But uh, some great efforts to chase down 200-plus totals in the second and third test, uh, South Africa. Yeah, they, they obviously came back to that series well and beat India. And I don't know if you've just seen this, but... Um as of six minutes ago, Virat Cole has just resigned as test captain. Oh, so. Has he really? Right. Yeah, he has really. Oh, my yeah. God. Okay. Wow. Yeah, so it's going to be another busy, another busy day. And, yeah, seven years in that job and obviously took India number one and then kind of led the, the defeat over in Australia. So, mm. yeah, good to... He's still going to play and that'll be good and we'll probably see Rohit Sharma take that job as well, I think. Well, it's uh, hard to believe if um, just everything that's going on and uh, whether or not he's finally been given the uh, opportunity to uh, move aside rather than be pushed as he has been with the uh, T20 and the one-day uh, captaincies that we've seen so far. Yeah, that's it. And you never know what's going on in the background. There's obviously a lot happening with, some, with Indian cricket and maybe he was pushed. But, wow. yeah, obviously they were expected to win that series and, and lost those last two tests and... 
I guess the axe has been swung. Unbelievable stuff. I am uh, reeling from that. But uh, on South Africa, uh, Dean Elgar, Keegan Peterson, they were both the heroes at points. Uh, a couple of new bowlers ripping and tearing for South Africa as well. They found a couple in this series. Yeah, that's it. That South African lineup started to look a lot better than it was probably 12 months ago when they were really struggling to to find anything near international quality, weren't they? So, so yeah, obviously Aidan Markram is probably the, the standout over the last 12 months, but he really struggled in this series. And, yeah, Keegan Peterson, from what a find he's been, he's going to come out of nowhere and man of the match in that, in that last game. Unbelievable stuff. But, of course, the moment we all want to talk about, the DRS overturn of uh, Algar's LBW dismissal, KL Rahul, Ravi Chandra and Ashwin, uh, former skipper Virat Kohli, all having a say about the broadcaster Super Sport, maybe having a hand in the ball tracking changing. It's fairly unlikely, though. And uh, there was news today that the match referee had a word with the Indian team. Uh, talk about a slap on the wrist. Yeah, that's having a word. Um, I'm not sure which direction the word was had, to be honest with you, but... <laughs> They deserved a bit more than a slap on the wrist, didn't they? At least a, at least a fine, if not suspension, for what was pretty, um, pretty a pretty bad look for the game. Really, um, obviously, you don't you kind of you don't have to agree with the umpire's decision, but you do have to accept it. And um, yeah, the ball tracking super sports got nothing to do with that. That's a, an off off field company that does that and then sends it through to the broadcasters. So yeah, pretty pretty poor effort from India there. Do you have any thoughts on Supersport as a broadcaster? Um, I'm only asking because I've been going back through uh, some of the history of uh, their efforts uh, with Sachin Tendulkar accused of um, ball tampering back in the 90s as well. I've, uh, been, I've watched probably two hours of videos around that uh, this week. Um, so they definitely have prize to it. Um, you know, Australia with the Sandpaper Gate situation they had over there as well. Um, do you think they have sort of a point or have they got into the Indians' head too much here for them to be worried about ball tracking, not just you know, looking for ball tampering? Yeah, I think they're probably in the Indian Indians' heads, aren't they? They're, um, yeah, the super sport, they do a, a different kind of job. They're obviously super focused on players, and I think that's probably intensified after Cape Town with Australia. But, yeah, I super sport do a good job, and I don't think it's really their fault if, obviously, players were cheating like Tandilka was back then and the Aussies were in 2017. So, mm. yeah, um, super sport, they... Do their broadcast a bit differently to some other countries, but I don't think it's really their fault. Well, just back to the uh, lack of uh, ramifications or punishments, I guess. We're not far removed from Kagiso Rabada being banned for a match for yelling at a batter's shoes, right? So it stinks that there was no ramifications at all. I understand who they are, who they play for, the power that that body possesses, but it just looked poor for cricket. And I'm speaking as a Virat fan saying that as well. Yeah, definitely. And you, yeah, what Virat did is obviously not only can't yell into the stump mic like that. That's um, <laughs> as, as funny as it was on the memes that came out of that were quite good. But yeah, um, yeah, it's it's not a good look, and there should should definitely be some punishment there. And maybe that's had a part to play in him losing his job. Mm, mm, well, we'll uh, keep on watching for the reaction out of that. Uh, I am, yeah, sort of stumped uh, at the minute by uh, Virat Kohli uh, stepping down as India Test captain. We sort of thought it was going to continue coming. Do you, do you think he'll get um, kept on as a specialist bat in that side, or do you think he's gone from the Test arena completely? No, I think they'd be right if he was dropped. Um, yeah, I think he'll, he'll stick around. I think we've yeah. seen Pajar and Rahane um, kind of stick around a bit longer than they needed to and Coley will be given as much as much rope as he needs to to be scoring runs. He played well in that series. He obviously a seventy nine in that first innings and then a few more in the second one. So he's not batting terribly. 
Mm. Um, he's obviously just not scoring those hundreds, and we saw that how long Sachin Tendulkar was held on for at the end there, and I think Coley will pretty much be the same. Because, I mean, as much as I say full-strength India side, there's still a whole heap of names that can slide into this side and make it even stronger, can't they? So, I mean, you know, Virat just as a specialist bat, no longer the skipper. Uh, Rohit Sharma coming back into the side. Uh, Yashubman Gill's around the place as well. So still plenty of, uh, you know, hope around Indian cricket, uh, despite the series loss. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Shubman Gill's um, obviously talented. Shreya Sai hit 100 and the last test that India played on the, you know, against New Zealand and then was dropped. So, yeah, there's plenty of plays to come in and, uh, in and out of that side. Probably 100 more in, um, in Indian domestic cricket that could do the job as well. Yeah, but, most definitely. Yeah, Kohli, he brings the name and he brings the fans and... Yeah, he'll stick around, that's for sure. All right, let's finish off with some Big Bash League. Uh, Strikers are making a late-season run for the top five. They've uh, positioned themselves nicely into the fourth spot at the minute, so they've uh, had some early games on the home deck. Uh, They've certainly helped. Uh, So they downed the uh, Scorchers yesterday, and they've uh, cleaned up the Stars today. Back-to-back days, back-to-back wins. Yeah, that's it. I think the Strikers should petition to have all their games played at 10am. It's clearly working clearly working for them, and yeah, that's the way to go. But yeah, obviously, the Stars were disappointing today, and the Scorchers were disappointing yesterday. I think that they both should have probably got over the top of the Strikers lineup that's been pretty weak on the batting front, at least most of the year. The uh, strikers with uh, the two leaders in the golden arm at the moment as well. Uh, Rashid Khan, of course, has uh, left, but Peter Siddle uh, today moving up into uh, 21 wickets. So that's where uh, a lot of their uh, great work's coming from. Also, Jonathan Wells and Matt Short holding fourth and fifth position on the golden bat. So some great all-round efforts as the strikers make their uh, late season run for the uh, top four. Outside of that, do you think it's probably sorted? The Scorchers, the two Sydney teams, the strikers and the Hurricanes holding on to fourth, or can you see a bit of a uh, late change here with uh, the Stars six points back. Uh, probably the only team that could really make a uh, run for the fifth spot. Yeah, that's it. I think the, yeah, it's probably pretty pretty secure as it is now, but the Hurricanes have kind of dropped off a little bit and the Stars have two games left, so yeah, if they win both of those, they'll get through and the who knows, the Hurricanes might be the disappointment of the um, the year after what was a yeah. well, ri- ridiculous start to the season, wasn't it? And I think Ben McDermott probably deserves finals for the yeah. season that he's had. Most definitely. Uh, the Sydney Smash tonight was the Sixers doing the smashing. Five for 197. They posted before rolling the Thunder. 60-run uh, win. They've been very, very good recently, but uh, not so much tonight. Yeah, that's it. The Thunder, have, yeah, they've put a roll on and... Yeah, it's been incredible the last few games, but um, yeah, they, the six have started slow today. I don't know if you, how much of that game you saw, but they were they only posted twelve in the power play, one for twelve was score after the four overs, and wow. it looks like it was going to be a yeah a pretty pretty average um, kind of innings. And then the back ten, they scored thirteen and over to get it almost two hundred. It was yeah incredible hitting from yeah, Josh Philippi and Dan Hughes, and then Moses Enriquez at the end. Um, yeah, it was it was yeah ridiculous. To be honest with you, and then the Thunder just kind of capitulated with a, a score that was just too big for them, I guess. So we'll get to see just how good the Strikers are as they uh, have a match against the Sixers on Monday. Uh, can we get a tip for that one there? It is at the Adelaide Oval again, but a bit later in the day, so the Strikers might not be, uh, as uh, Glenn Maxwell said, uh, junior cricket areas uh, that he uh, experienced in playing that early match. Yeah, that's it. I think the Sixers are probably going as the favourites, but... Yeah, that, uh, the Strikers bowling lineups world class, isn't it? And I think if they can get early wickets, that's probably the way, best way to get the, the sixes out, I think.
And uh, tomorrow, Melbourne Stars, they take on the Brisbane Heat. Uh, who's your tip in this one? Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? The Stars, are, they've lost a couple of those key internationals in uh, Harris Ralph and Case Ahmed. So, yeah, I'm not sure on the bowling front with the Stars, but... Yeah, the Heat are a kind of pretty unpredictable team which <laughs> can't really do anything with the Brisbane Heat. I think the Stars will probably get over the top if they can bat first and, and bat big. And, yeah, I think if Glenn Maxwell opens the batting again, we might be in for a, a big show that was um, certainly a surprise the last couple of days. Certainly could be. And, uh, you know, before we know it, Friday, we're into the finals. Hard to believe. Uh, after uh, all of the talk about uh, the, the, you know, uh, tournament continuing on too far, it's uh, just next Friday, less than a week now, that we'll uh, be into the final part of this uh, Big Bash League tournament. Yeah, that's it. The tournament, it goes a long time, doesn't it? But we're, we're getting towards the end. We're, we're struggling along. And, yeah, I think we're, it'll be a good final series, that's for sure. Have you uh, still been doing Big Bash League Super Coach as well, uh, Rory? I kind of, I kind of push in and out of these things. Yeah. I think Super Coach got got pretty difficult this year with um, kind of all the COVID swaps and yeah, yeah. Was, you know the rounds kind of changing all the time, but yeah, it's um, kind of passed me by again. It was tough to follow. Um, I did a trade last night um, and then left the uh, player I traded in on the bench. So that was real good, and he scored more than the other five bowlers I had in my team. So yeah, real good effort. Yeah, it's, um, it's, a, it's a lot. It's like a part-time job, haven't it? Uh, a keep up with these things, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I'll get ready for the uh, AFL uh, fantasy season. But, uh, Rory, really appreciate the time as always, mate. Uh, thanks for jumping on the overnight crowd. Beautiful. Good to be with you again. Have a great weekend. That is Rory Dennis, uh, co-founder of edgeofthecrowd.com. He's also a cricket commentator for Flash Score Cricket Commentators, and we've uh, just made our way through all of the action from day two of the Fifth Ashes Test from Hobart uh, with Australia. Three for 37 at Stumps, but uh, they have themselves a very handy lead of 152 runs at the minute with uh, seven wickets still in hand. Uh, the great Steve Smith, SPD Smith, still at the crease, and Scotty Boland, the night watchman, uh, right by his side as well. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.